You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Life is full of amazing moments. Some make you laugh, some make you cry, and some are just downright brutal. I'm Rachel Burchett, and this is my Brutal Life. Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to another episode of My Brutal Life. And I am flying solo today. It is just me and me and me. But I have uh, JG Jr., <laughs> <laughs> Mr. GG. <laughs> we were just talking about before uh, this is Gabe Griffin, this is Jeremy's son uh on here and so we were just talking before we hit record how it kind of becomes a compliment when you are compared to your dad isn't it yeah yeah most of the time i guess you're smiling way big (laughs) (laughs) you get that a lot don't you i do get it a lot yeah i do does it ever get comfortable um it depends on what the you know comparison is yeah yeah but most of the time i guess yeah well let's see anyway i would compare you to your dad i would say it's a compliment okay then yeah that's good music yeah yeah hair yeah (laughs) (laughs) although you got a double blessing in the hair yeah i know you and your mom yeah your mom and your dad yeah you got yeah so but thank you for being here thank you for having me yeah so i've known you for your entire life Mm -hmm. which you are held 22 Oh my gosh. I know. I know. I've known you your entire, literally was there the day you were born. Yeah. This is, yeah. It's, yeah. it's been a crazy ride so far. It's been fun watching you grow up. And you know, it's so funny that I, and I could be wrong, that I'm the first one to have you on this podcast for this topic. Am I? Have you talked about what we're going to no, talk about today? I have not. Blows me away <laughs> because you know, and it's one of those things that you're Jeremy's son, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if it just kind of got overlooked. But it was when we were doing the webinar, the not the webinar, the um, pod shop. Yes, I went. You need to be on my podcast yeah. and talk about <laughs> this journey you've been on. Mm-hmm. This really, this really a massive transition in yeah. your life. Yeah. So, so let's how, tell me how this has happened. So, do you want to give like the, the end picture and then take the story? like kind of where I'm at now where you're at now and then back up how you got there because I don't even know if I know it all yeah so um so right now I am uh doing personal training Mm full-time um at cliff fitness Fitness. yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and uh and yeah which just I mean even like a year ago just wasn't even like in my you know Mm -mm. realm of possibilities Mm -mm. and kind of how it all started was um I started to kind of get into fitness. Well, actually, okay, just to rewind. Yeah, rewind, rewind. So I was never, I played basketball for a couple years, but I never really like did a whole bunch of like, um, you know, physical activity anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I still, obviously like I played sports recreationally Mm -hmm. every once in a while. You never played for school or anything? Yeah, I played two years, but you know, played as, I, what, I didn't play much time. You what know what did I mean? you play? Just basketball, but it was. <laughs> Were uh, you the last one picked? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was unfortunately, but you know, okay, I had we'll I had heart. Game. I had heart. <laughs> but um, and yeah, and then I I started playing music, which obviously took a lot of my um, a lot of my time, and like mm-hmm. that's kind of where I focused everything, and so um, because I wasn't doing much, and then and I, you were a game. You're a gamer. 
Yeah, I played games a lot too. Um, the last one picked on that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, last one picked on games too, man. That's I can't believe it, man. I, <laughs> I just gotta whatever, you know. It is what it is. And um, and so I, I obviously a lot of those things, like even with music, doing that kind of stuff, all those are kind of very stationary things to do. Uh-huh. And I didn't do a lot. And then I also, um, because of what I wanted to do in my life, and 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 you know, lucky enough to do now, which is make money from just playing music, right. whether that's doing the intros to a lot of these podcasts. Which or, are very good, by the way. Thank you. Thank very you. Good. Or doing, you know, just like gigs every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I never in my life thought that I'd be in a position where people were paying me because they liked how I sounded. So right. I'm very blessed for that. But um, obviously... Because, like, I'm going to stop there and do yeah. a little... Do a little plug yeah you have a lot of music on spotify i do <laughs> i do <laughs> a lot you i i'm like i think i'm your biggest uh, probably next to your mom yeah <laughs> i'm your biggest cheerleader like i will put your music on when i don't want to like sing anything i just mm-hmm. need to, to listen to the music and just kind of do stuff around my house or and when i'm you know just in my space right. in my quiet time yeah you have some of the best music in my opinion, out there. Thank you. you do. I, and we would put it in the salon yeah. and I would have girls go, who is this? And I'm like, that's Gabe Griffin. That's kind of like my son. Him and my son are best friends. Yeah. So but how, so how could somebody find you on Spotify? Um, well, lucky for everybody, I'm the only Gabe Griffin on Spotify. Lucky so, for you. I know. Yeah, exactly. G-A-B-E-G-R-I-F-F-I-N. That's uh, it's it. I-N, not mm-hmm. E-N. Not E-N, yeah. yeah. How many songs do you have out there? Um, right now I have 69 total. Good job. So thank you. There is one um, downloaded more than the others. Yeah. Um, it's uh, called Chance I Need, uh-huh. um, which is actually one of the favorite, like my favorite songs I ever wrote. Mm-hmm. I had a great, great time doing it. Oh, and then Blue Sky Drive. I forgot about that one. Do you have stories behind each of your songs? Almost all of them. I, There's I, some. And see that right there is why I love your music. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, like I Blue Sky Drive music. is the name of the street of and what, what my the house. Is, yeah. yeah, which is obviously where I grew up, and it's like a lot of people like that one a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, this last album that I did, I spent the most time on, and it right now has about twenty nine thousand streams total. So <laughs> yeah, it feels good because I worked hard on it, and it's really nice whenever you see the results yes. of your hard work. You it know. But yeah, so, you know, I did that, which, and I'm, and I'm still super proud of that, um, which funny enough, you know, even as like, as, as much, as much as I'm proud of that too, it's almost kind of become like the secondary to where I'm at, at least right now in my life. Has it? Just because, you know, just to kind of tie that back in is like, I did that, which is still again, what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and still get to do. Um, and then I started doing banking and finance mm-hmm. pretty much as soon as I turned 18. Which just I, so wasn't you. Yeah, it was not. I, I mean, you do I, it because you have to make money. Exactly, yeah. And I... You knew it wasn't your destiny. Right. Purpose and I life. and I found success in it because a lot of it, especially when the sales side of it, yeah. I was able... Like, You're if somebody told person. me, like, hey, if you do this, you get this much more money, I'm like, okay, consider it done. Right. You know? Um, so I was lucky to have, you know, have success in that. Mm-hmm. But as I'm sure everybody knows, it's like you do just a little bit of, it doesn't take long being in a position that you know you're not supposed to be in mm-hmm. for you to just do whatever you can to find a way right. out of it. Right. So. It wasn't your passion. No. And it's that one of those things where it's like, you know, you've got a check coming in and you get so used to that lifestyle. Well, 
you know, kind of tying into that too. Like I got used to that lifestyle of knowing I had more money. I mean, I was making decent money mm-hmm. for an 18 year old, mm-hmm. you know, and I was living by myself with a roommate at the time, um, off, um, Douglas between 29th and, um, 15th, which if anybody knows that street, it's full of fast food and, <laughs> and you know, I could walk to where I wanted to if I, if I needed to. And long story short, um, within about two years after graduating, I jumped up to an embarrassing 310 pounds. So you gained more than your freshman 15. Oh yeah. I gained like my <laughs> freshman 80, dude. It was, <laughs> it was not good. And you know, I, um, like genetically my family are, are like structurally kind of like big, like brooding almost like, you know, like how you would describe I don't really know, like broad shoulders, like not not a Big frail frame. body. Yeah. yeah. But do you think so genetically, then you weren't happy. You weren't yeah, happy. Yeah, no, I wasn't happy and I was getting scared every time. I wanted I looked for every excuse not to go to the doctor because they told me things like my blood pressure right. was crazy high. Um but you know, even then, like so how I found out I was doing that much, I wasn't weighing myself, you know, and I saw myself, but feel it. Yeah. And when you start getting that big, you also start kind of finding ways to like, like people still will say they don't think I looked that big. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I didn't want you to know I was that big. Right. You know, like when you get bigger, you try to find find ways to hide it. Yeah. And, uh, and I did that. And, but on the inside you were like, yeah, I mean, it's like, you kind of know it's a bad situation when you're just sitting at your desk sweating you know and uh-huh. hear yourself breathing you're like what's that noise and it's like oh that's my freaking <laughs> that nostrils the yeah <laughs> it's my nostrils. yeah dude and you know it's nothing to make light of because no. inside you were would you I was, say, were you I was depressed super super depressed it didn't really? help anything like like i i would say generally i mean i had just gone through some stuff at that point but i still would say that overall i mean i was like happy like i was making the most money at the time mm-hmm. or at that time since i had been but graduated yeah and uh, and but on the outside looking in so i'm going to tell you from my perspective okay you know because i've watched you grow up right yeah you, know, and you were there for pretty much all of it day anyway, one for, yeah. for all of it and you always seemed happy you always seemed the life of the party you always you know were Gabe, you know, mm-hmm. the talkative one, the outgoing, which is your personality, but was it also a cover? There were definitely times where it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, like, I love my friend group, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I remember there would be, like, those little jokes, and guys do this, and I'm not saying it's a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, they're mean. Yeah, guys like, mean. I'm, like, girls if, would melt right. and their guy <laughs> jabs and pokes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I remember, like, you know, we'd order a bunch, like, there's, like, probably, I don't know, like, eight of us, and, um, we would get like pizza or something and, mm-hmm. and they would all kind of make jokes like, Oh, somebody, you know, get your food before Gabe gets it. Right. And they would kind of laugh and I'd laugh too. But inside I'm like, dang, dude, that, hurts. that it does mm-hmm. because you're like, Holy crap, man. And honestly, this may be controversial, but I think it's, but at least as a guy, I think gentle fat shaming like that isn't always a bad thing because if you, and again, I don't want to get controversial, but it's like today I see so much people saying like, no, you're perfect. Just how you are. Yeah. And I think, yeah, personality-wise, there was nothing wrong with me. But I was also dying every day. Right. And do you walk up to somebody to you know that's starting to put a gun to their head every day? Right. And you say, no, you're perfect. Right. You're it's, fine. It's kind of like if, if you came home every night and baked a chocolate cake and ate the whole thing mm-hmm. every night. Yeah. And your weight was going up. Your blood pressure was going up. Yeah. You're, you're diabetic. Mm-hmm. But nobody said anything. Yeah. Well, that's how he just loves chocolate cake. Right. That's no, not okay. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, literally at that point in my life, I mean, if I had not made a change, I can't envision that I would have been able to have any sort of like 
healthy life. Well, obviously I wasn't healthy at that point, but yeah, Yeah. like I would have just stayed still and I would have used it as a crutch and a handicap. Mm -hmm. You didn't become a victim. You could have become a victim. Right, exactly. And, um, and I remember the kind of the turning point for me was when, um, I was talking to my dad one day in the car about something and he like kind of stopped me randomly, which again, I don't think this is, this didn't come out of a bad place. And he said it very like, um, gently I guess Mm -hmm. just that he was like hey man I don't want to hurt your feelings or anything but I'm I'm kind of getting concerned for your health Mm -hmm. you know and I was kind of like yeah whatever you know because I at that time it's like you you don't really I think food is like is comfort you know and that it really is you know and they make it so good yeah well think about it (laughs) comfort food why do I need comfort yeah. Because something's hurting. You have an empty spot mm-hmm. and you think it's your stomach. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. And then I, I don't want to feel this way. So I'm going to eat. I mean, women do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause I have my own weight loss journey. Yeah, exactly. You know, that I had my, but mine was different, but similar because right. I had the cover too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm the talkative one. I'm the jovial one. Yeah. I'm the life of the party. Uh, but yet on the inside, I wasn't happy. Right. And I look back at pictures at myself and go, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I couldn't. Because I I think by the time I, oh my. I, well, during quarantine, I was down to 144 pounds. Yeah. But I was running four miles right. a day too. Right. That was, but there was a lot happening in my life too. Exactly, yeah. But the cover and the comfort food back when I was at my heaviest, yeah. there was something broken in my life, but that was the one consistent thing mm-hmm. that brought me comfort. Exactly. It was dependable. It was reliable. It's really an addiction. Yeah, we just it don't is. call it that. Exactly. It, it really is. And, and if anybody would have challenged that chocolate cake mm-hmm. <laughs> that you were baking every night, hypothetically, right. you would have defended it. Exactly. Because yeah. you're like, this is, this this is, is what is I know. This, this doesn't what, betray me. Yes. This doesn't hurt me. It brings me comfort. It brings yeah. me pleasure. It doesn't debate me. It's dependable. I know it's going to taste good. I've got mm-hmm. it down to an art. Exactly. I've spent money on it. Yeah. And if you debate that, I'm going to fight you for right. it. Right. Which is what addicts do. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's just like, I, I really am like kind of glad that I was in a position where people were able to be honest and like even poke, like because I was the person I was, Mm -hmm. people were felt comfortable making those kind of jokes, which for me was kind of like, okay, like if I don't want them to make jokes like this anymore, I'm not going to say, Hey guys, you guys, you know, that really hurts my feelings. I'm just going to make it impossible. Right. You know? Right. And they would have um, made fun of you for saying that. Right. Yeah. Would've. They would have been like, dude, shut up, dude. And so, you know, like one thing led to another. And, and I found out how big I was because they did a weight loss challenge at this, um, at the bank I was working at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my heart dropped when I saw that it was 310, you know? I was like, good God, dude. And I even lied whenever they said what your starting weight was because mm. I was like, I don't even want to write that down. Mm. So anyway, I remember um, I started, uh, I was, I started dating this girl, Sadie, mm-hmm. who I'm with now. So that's why I feel comfortable name dropping her. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, this may sound like weird to some people, but like, honestly, there's a lot of incentive when you date somebody who's way out of your league. Cause you're like, you're like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable going in public. Cause people are going to be like, who's this guy? Why like your is best she with friend. Him? Is right. that, you didn't want to be that guy. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I was like, dude, if she's Cause she was working out, especially at that time every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that for me was like, okay, that was one, and you know, yeah. one incentive incentive that I was trying to chase after. And then, um, which isn't necessarily a great one. And I'll kind of touch on that again. Mm-hmm. And then additionally, I remember, and my friends still talk about this. Uh, 
we had all gone out to eat at um, Bricktown Brewery. Uh-huh. And I remember our friend Adam, who's like the opposite of me. He's yeah. kind of like the smaller one of the group. No disrespect to Adam. I love the guy. He's he's made some gains. But <laughs> we at the all time, come in different shapes. Yeah, exactly. Um, you got Jared the tall man. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And uh and Adam didn't finish his food and I had finished mine and it was like by default he was like, Here, Gabe. Mm. And I was like but I was hungry, you know, so I ate the boy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember and they talk about it still because I remember saying after I got done, I was like, Okay, like this is it. Like I'm making a change. Mm-hmm. Like I just did this with no remorse. Yeah. And now that I finished everything, I'm like, dude, look at what I just, like, look at how much food I just ate. Yeah. I don't even want to calculate the calories. Of course, right. I was drinking full sugar sodas all the right. time and, you know, and that sucked. And I just hated that. And I was like, okay, this is the day. And mm-hmm. I told them, I was like, guys, everybody listen up. Like, this is the day I make the change. You did. You and I did it. In. Yeah. And I was like, guys, listen, you know, and they're like, okay, we'll hold you to it. Because a lot of the guys at that time were still like Jared, obviously played a lot of sports yeah. and everybody had kind of gotten into working out already yeah. and I was like well you know I'm not going to be by myself like I didn't work out with them right but they because, all had their routines right they all go yeah and if I had questions I didn't have to you know mm-hmm. I knew I could go to somebody mm-hmm. so anyway as, as time progressed I did kind of what everybody does mm-hmm. which is get on the treadmill for 30 minutes and then try to eat healthy mm-hmm. but what happens is I did the same thing that everybody does mm-hmm. which is I don't, I was afraid to go to the gym and lift weights because I was like, you know, I was intimidated and, and like in a girl's case scenario, she's like, you know, I don't want to get big and bulky. Right, right. And then um, I went way overboard with the eating, mm-hmm. which is what people do. And so you almost get orthorexic, which mm-hmm. is like obsessive clean eating. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I can only have your classic bodybuilder food, which is oatmeal in the morning, chicken, <laughs> chicken rice and broccoli. Broccoli, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then for dinner, it would be something like egg whites and turkey, yeah. you know? And I was like doing that and I would fail and I would crash and I would be like, feel like a failure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang it, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. And then I started to think, okay, let me just see what's, what works for me. Yeah. Let me start. Let me find out my, you know, my BMR, which of mm-hmm. course at that time I was still probably 290. I lost mm-hmm. some, I, you're going to lose a lot of initial weight when you stop eating little Caesars, you know, <laughs> lunch combos every day. And you stopped walking well, and you moved. Yeah, exactly. You and I was moving. Off of restaurant room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I was stimulating with, you know, at least 30 minutes of cardio, um, which I can get into later too, but I don't think that's always necessarily a great way yeah. to start people off to, anyway. But, and what I learned too was pretty early on luckily it was early for me that I kind of realized like okay I'm not like like Sadie wasn't saying like she didn't even necessarily encourage me to go mm-hmm. work out like because she was okay with who I was at the time right you know she obviously people want you to be she healthy. wasn't trying to change you yeah you have to discover weight loss on your own right and you have to figure out like you just said what works for you right exactly mm-hmm. and I was like okay I need to do what's right for me and I need and, and I know that I'm going to get here and I want to ease into it. And so like something I did, even when I first started playing drums was, you know, my dad would walk in and like some kids will get in trouble for playing games when they're supposed to be asleep. And I was watching like how to, you know, do quadruple hits on a snare in the middle of a fill, you know, on YouTube. My dad's like, you know, telling me to go to bed. And I'm like trying to hide the phone, you know? <laughs> so it's the same sort of thing. Like whenever I get dedicated to something, I'm like, okay, I want to know as much as I can because right. I don't want to have to go ask somebody right. to figure out the answer. Right. I want to be able to conclusively figure it right. out by whatever. Right. So I just became, you know, reasonably obsessed with a healthy lifestyle, Mm -hmm. you know, and not the, you know, jock that 
lifts crazy hard and screams and grunts every day. Right. But I was like, I want to enjoy eating healthy food because I know that clean food is going to be good right. if I take care of it. So like instead of just, I mean, I was like literally baking plain chicken for too long because i didn't know how to cook and so it was super dry and i was like trying air fryer yeah and now i dude i know man yeah and like only drinking water mm-hmm. only and like obsessively doing that and i was like okay well let's take this back right so i started looking sugar-free barbecue sauce saved my life you know <laughs> um even with like oatmeal i would get plain oatmeal but like you can get like cinnamon flavored oatmeal and you can do right. stuff like there's little things you can do right. that make healthy eating not that, that bad fun. well yeah. one thing that i went on my weight loss journey because i didn't i i started running mm-hmm. really it saved my life and yeah. going to the gym saved my life it, it got me out of certain situations and put me in an environment where i could focus on myself right. and god mm-hmm. and <clears throat> for me the running because people would ask me all the time how'd you lose weight how'd you lose weight and i was like well i run a lot yeah yes i did but i was also really having internal conversations and about with god about myself yeah and so finding your own journey see because i don't eat oatmeal it doesn't work for me right exactly it, and it, i tell it to I, people. I can't eat right. i eat it's never copy and paste. i eat the same thing just about the same thing every day right and i think we're the i heard this on i think dr oz we're about the only country that makes fun of people that don't eat the same thing yeah i mean lots of different countries eat four basic things mm-hmm. but if we don't eat chinese one night mexican one night italian one night yep. you know we we're depriving ourselves yeah. but i eat i mean if you're around me any time anybody can tell you my eating routine because it started working for me exactly it's what kept me healthy it's what i started seeing from for me it was a lot of internal healing yeah and then my body began to manifest right you know kibo my counsel my my trainer um, which I don't have him anymore. We were working out one time and he said, you get the inside healthy and the outside will take care of itself. Yep. Well, I knew he was talking about your lungs, your heart, you know, your your organs, your yeah. muscles. But God really took that sentence and went, no, I'm going to make your soul. You got to get your soul healthy. Right. The depression, mm-hmm. the anxiety, the fear, the wounds, the hurts, the bitterness, the angers that I had in me that I didn't know yeah. for a lifetime. Let me heal those, and your body will respond. Right. Because your body doesn't forget anything. That's and right. Sometimes it hangs on to weight mm-hmm. as a self-protecting mechanism yeah. Yeah. to gird off the. Well, that's what gluttony is. I mean, it, right. it protects us. It, we hang on to it because we think we need to. It, our body needs to protect ourselves. Yeah. So as I started healing on the inside and running, yeah, I saw natural weight loss. But the most interesting thing happened to me is my taste buds changed. Yeah, they do. The, isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. They change, and then I I would sit down like I don't I don't do macros. I didn't count calories. I didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you do that? I did because that's what worked for me. It worked like for I'm, you. I'm See? a like a logic based person. Yep. So I was like, if I just burn this many and I can still eat this many yep. and be full, then I then, know that like there's no way I'm going to beat thermodynamics. So if I just burn this much, then I lost weight yes, today. That that works, and that's for how me, you lose right. weight. That's, yeah. that's how. But so however it it manifests in you mm-hmm. is going to manifest a little different in me. Right. Exactly. But the theory is the same. However, exactly. you get there. Yeah. So I just started. Um, um, I, I don't count anything and I would sit down to like chilies, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't crave the hamburger, right? but I didn't feel 
denied if I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And so, and most of the time, if you go out to eat with me, I'm gonna order the same thing yeah. at the same restaurant because I know it works for me right. and I know how my body digests it. And I know if I take something and that's weird, mm-hmm. okay, that doesn't, I don't like that. Right. But it wasn't, if I wanted a hamburger, I ate the hamburger right. and I didn't feel guilty about it. Yeah. But my, uh, the the changes that the the physiological changes that started happening and my brain started changing mm-hmm. is a ama- was amazing because our bodies were created to live forever right yeah and all this stuff we put in it starts killing it so when you go mm-hmm. back to putting healthy things in your body how it comes alive and yeah. I think we forget what health feels like yeah you do mm-hmm. that's why I, I I still even tell people now so I never I never finished it but basically right now I'm at about two hundred and thirty pounds. So you've so total weight loss of about 80 total. Oh my gosh. So That's yeah. Amazing. So thank you. That is amazing. Congratulations. Cause that <laughs> is hard. You. It is hard. That is very hard. Yeah. And it was, it was a lot of, you know, and people, and honestly, but like the truth, it's like, a good hard. Yeah, exactly. It's, like you earn it. You, you earn have, every bit of it. Nobody can lose weight for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Nope. Um, and like for me, I, and I slowly in between there started to like, like for me, I started watching like guys on YouTube mm-hmm. that I thought were really cool and, and would lift. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm yeah. going to go to the gym. And my form was really bad at the beginning. Uh-huh. I didn't know what to do. My weight, like the weight that I was using was not anything substantial. Mm-hmm. And I think people too think they have to lose a bunch of weight first before they go to the gym. And it's just... Girls definitely mm-hmm. will fall into that. Yeah. And, and it, it, I hate that because like looking back, I wish I would have started a long time ago, mm-hmm. but it's okay. You know? Hey, you, I started... I've all I've worked out my whole life. Mm-hmm. Whether I've done, <laughs> this is going to really date me, uh, uh, like aerobics or Jane Fonda or yeah. Richard Simmons or <laughs> right. Susan Powder step aerobics, right? You know, to to I mean I've done it all. Mm-hmm. You know, jazzercise, right? Um, so I always had that in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one thing I never. I'm grateful I always kept through all my years is I always try to navigate, even through having children, that's mm-hmm. what I tell women all the time, even through having children, I still had the desire, I may not have done it every day, and there might sometimes there may have been several months that I didn't do it, right. I still had the desire to get back to some sort of health. And I remember when I hit, I hit like 30, and I mean, I've always had a waist, mm-hmm. and I, <laughs> I remember when I hit 30 and I was cutting hair and I, I ran my arm down my side and I was like, Oh God, I can feel my yeah. waist. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. And it, it, you know, I started going, okay, I just need to get healthy right. again. And right. Of course, you know, women have children and there's all that stuff in yeah. there. But, but getting, changing, transitioning my life was, was now more in my 40s is mm-hmm. when I really saw, 43 was when I really saw just some, like, the massive momentum to do that. I wouldn't right. even say motivation. Yeah. Because I, I, my motivation was to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Your motivation was to really stay alive. Right, yeah. Because there's only one road to overeating. Yeah. And, you know, an unhealthy life, and that's death. Yeah, and, exactly. And so my motivation was, I don't care what how much I weigh. Mm-hmm. I don't care what I look like. I just got to get my, I got to get healthy. Right, exactly. And my soul, and my heart, my lungs. Right. And, so I was never really intimidated by the gym. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like I said, I had it all from, I did all those to even had a trainer. Yeah. To did, I did boot camps. I, so I, I had some working ingredients on how to be in a gym, but right. I did the same thing. I started on a treadmill. Yeah, exactly. Started on a treadmill. But, and now I find what works to me. I do the, my treadmill. I'll run either a mile and a half, 
to three miles. Then I'll do yoga or body flow, yeah. and then I'll do some weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in my week, it's going to have those, and that's just where I'm. I'm the healthiest, right? And yeah. the happiest, right? What's your? Do you work out morning, noon, night? Um, well, Chris, so I, I get you on my watch. Do you remember when we said? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when we? Uh, do you get mine? Yeah, I do. You do? Yeah, I'm like, dude, she did like four things today. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really depends on what, because like with my clients right now. Yeah, like you're moving. Yeah, and there's some days where like my workout will be like 2 p.m. usually yeah. now. That's kind of where it is because. Um, is that usually, your sweet spot? Do you yeah, because like? like right now my earliest client, like three days a week, I'm getting up at 530 to do my first client. Yeah, And that's important to tell people too, yeah. is you got to find a time that, that works out right. best for you. Mm-hmm. And mornings are my sweet spots. Right. I sometimes would do it in the afternoon yeah i i'll do it sometimes 4 30 5 30 i don't like that hour uh, yeah but i'll do it just to get it in mm-hmm. but they they also have to find what works What's best right. for them yeah because mm-hmm. like there's also times i mean because like i'll have a big break in the middle and then my other clients start kind of like when people get off work mm-hmm. so like 5 36 yes. whatever so it works good for me now i will say like statistically there's a lot of studies that show that cardio in the morning is when you find the most benefits from cardio mm-hmm. and then weight training and resistance training closer to like the evening time yeah but that's also based off a person who wakes up at 8 a.m so yeah. technically like 2 p.m for me is yeah. when my body's kind of been awake for a while yeah. so going and lifting heavy or doing any resistance training yeah would theoretically be that time, time frame and so that's kind of the way i i don't necessarily like if I have time in the morning, sometimes I will. It just depends. Yeah. I just feel like I have the most energy and get the most reward get, from that, you know? I get up at 4, 4.30. See, and people, there's uh-huh. obvious, like, again, like, I'm getting up early like that, yeah. too, for some people. They I like that. I love it. And, love um, it. you know, it's great. I, I think probably, too, one of the, the funnest things, like, with, like, there's, I, like, you know, so kind of fast-forwarding, I did all that and then um, started going to a gym where it was kind of like a more like a locally owned community gym mm-hmm. called cliff fitness, which is where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the owners and like head trainers there, um, Josh and Lindsay mm-hmm. are awesome people. Mm-hmm. They're like my parents away from home. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just walked up and I was like, Hey man, I'm kind of interested in doing training because losing that weight, you know, people naturally reach out yeah, to you. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, I, I want to, right. Mm-hmm. And I, and I was like, I want to, if people are going to ask me, like, I want to be right. right. And I want to do it correctly. And they're like, dude, I see you in here working every day. It's like, why don't you, know, he told me how to get certified and I did that and, um, started picking up clients. And that's kind of the best thing for me right now mm-hmm. is like the clients know, like a lot of personal trainers have been healthier their whole life. And there's some really bad ones out there like that are not good at training. They've just been healthy mm-hmm. and they've been in shape and they mm-hmm. have good genetics. And for me, it's like, I lost 80 pounds by myself. And so I know the keys and I know the struggle. And it's awesome, like seeing, because that's the first thing. Like I, I take what I've learned after doing it for a, such a long time, mm-hmm. and I tell them, tell that to my, you know, clients mm-hmm. in the first month, so yeah. they don't have to wait however many years to start to understand right. what that's like. So you know, like there's two sides of it. Obviously, some people want to gain weight mm-hmm. because they're a little bit smaller, and people, majority of people, want to lose a little bit of weight. Right. And like, you know, the biggest thing is I'll train husbands and wives together sometimes oh that's fun of it yeah it is fun it's interesting for sure um we, and, we, so we'll go in the morning to the gym mm-hmm. and there's a couple in there they're they're mirror junkies yeah like they want i'm like oh i know i'm just i'm avoiding mirrors like yeah, yeah don't 
don't do that. No, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, they're they're pretty funny. I um I won't say their names just because I don't want to. Yeah. Right. Whatever. But they're really funny. And you know the biggest thing that the the girl is struggling with right now is like, um, her boyfriend's losing a lot more like way easily. Yeah. And I'm and I'm like, okay, well, let's break this down. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was like, let's look at. He has a lot more testosterone, mm-hmm. and thank God for it. Or you guys would be, you know, right both boys right <laughs> right that's the simplest <laughs> yeah and i was like and, but i was like look at this way and, you know because she'll also say she doesn't feel as sore and he's like dude i'm dying i'm like okay well your estrogen in your body one of the uh, you know purposes of estrogen not, i don't want to say primary but mm-hmm. a huge you know thing that it does is speeds up recovery that's mm-hmm. why girls a lot of time prefer hit cardio where it's like high intensity yeah or they prefer doing like 20 reps of like a little bit of a lighter weight yeah. and guys are like let me do heavy reps of only few weights right heavy weps heavy weight <laughs> fewer reps. that's right yeah. yeah um and guys see a lot more benefit from that because of testosterone the fast twitch fibers everything working in tangent you know with them yeah and then so i'm like okay so let's you know we'll we'll hone in on that and even with you know body fat percentage like mm, women have difference. to have higher body mm-hmm. fat percentage for, to be healthy right um men can get away with getting a little bit less but it's not even what people prefer is not as low as they think. People are like, yeah, I want to get to 5%. I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Mm-mm. You know? That messes um, everything up when exactly. you get that low. Mm-hmm. You know, for a female, most people, whenever they see a picture, probably want to get to somewhere like 18 to 22. Mm-hmm. Guys typically want to probably be around like, like 12 is probably where you'll start to, start mm-hmm. to see visible abs, like 12 to 15. Right. Right. Because dad bods are in right now. Right. <laughs> And I don't, and I'm not, the hey, listen. The closer you get to 30, are you yeah. saying Yeah. Well, hey, I'm just You're saying. still a long way. I'm just saying to people, <laughs> I need to clarify this. Don't say you have a dad bod. People say they have a dad bod to have an excuse to not work out. Right. And that's right. not true. Let's no, just be honest. No, they're dad bods yeah. in the gym. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, and, and it's a lot of fun because like I, I get to know, you know, I have the knowledge now to say like, listen, you're trying and I see that every day. Mm-hmm. And another thing too like i never and i'm very strong about this i'm like i don't want to train somebody to be so sore that they can't come tomorrow yeah you know because mm-hmm. like once you do that you know i heard a long then you time have a ago love hate relationship mm-hmm. with you right? and the gym exactly you know? and like i heard a long time ago I, I don't remember where but it was like you know the philosophy of not training to full exhaustion is like while that person's recovering from a leg day for three days because it can yeah. take that long mm-hmm. if you train heavy and hard mm-hmm. um and this other person only, you know, instead of going 100%, went about 60%. They still had a lot of, they're still going to be sore, mm-hmm. but they are going to get two more days in the gym while they're only getting one in the gym, right? Right. right. And so you break that over over a month and then a year, it's like, you know, the, the risk versus reward is so much greater. Right. I remember doing leg day. Um, everybody hates leg day. Right, yeah. And I and Wednesday's is National Leg Day. Did mm-hmm. you know that? No, I did not, yeah. but I'm not going to be celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> I did them today. I did legs today. Oh, wait, today's Wednesday, right? Today's Wednesday. Okay, yeah, yeah I didn't you do legs today. You still have time to yeah, do I'm not, leg day. <laughs> sorry, dude, I'm not doing it. <laughs> you can't skip leg day. But that's what most people want to skip. Yeah. They have zero motivation. Mm-hmm. But I remember doing leg day, and Kibo was the same way. He didn't. I mean, I was sore, yeah. but not to the point where I'm like, I couldn't come back. Yeah. But the worst thing I could do was skip. Mm-hmm. And so the next day I would run and yeah. I think how, and, and I love the run the park. That's yeah. actually one of my all time favorite things. And once I ran, I wasn't a sore. It, right. you know, it gets all that lactic Act, acid out. Yeah, active stuff. recovery. But um, the temptation is, I'm sore, I've done enough, but mm-hmm. 
I've learned to, in fact, I just said it the other day to a friend, I've, I don't know what it's like not to be somewhat a little sore, a little sore yeah, yeah. somewhere on my body, right? whether it's legs, arms, back. Right, you know. everything. And I've learned to... You that, learn to love it. You really you do. Because it's a signal that you worked right. hard. And you're not going to die. Yeah. The same reason I learned to, you know, if my stomach growls, I'm not going to die. Right. Just drink some water. Exactly. Drink some water. Yeah. Most, that's one thing I learned over all the years of, you know, I'm 47, mm-hmm. all the years of diet and exercise. I mean, I've been through the, you know, low carb, high fat, you know, all everything. Yeah. You know, cut it all out and just eat rice cakes. You right. Know, we, the cabbage soup diet yeah. we've done I've done it all yeah is I did pick up wisdom from every era mm-hmm. of that I've been in and yeah. I remember when I started running if first of all if somebody would have told me running would have been the cardio my body responded to the most I'd have called them a you know, you are crazy because yeah. I hated running mm-hmm. but it's it I just kind of fell into it and, and I, it was I was dropping Jackson off at um, performance course in the mornings yeah. at the high school and then going back and picking him up in 30 minutes mm-hmm. and I'm up at 5.30 and I'm right. thinking, I might as well just walk the track. Right, exactly. So I started walking the track and a lot of people would say, how did you learn how to run? And there was an app called um, Couch to 5K. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that app? Yeah. And I, I did it. I yeah. actually, it actually probably the only app that I've actually used mm-hmm. and it took me through. So I would run and then on the... Um, visitor side of the track there's those stairs right and then the stairs at the north end so i would run and then i'd run the stairs yeah and then i'd run the second stairs and i'd run you know i'd walk yeah and it just started um working for me right and then so running there's some i do you would you agree that cardio has to be woven in somewhere oh yeah yeah i mean i definitely think like typically what i say is like if we're doing weight training three days a week you should probably try to do like a steady state of like probably five days a week of and cardio. If, yeah, and if you do high intensity cardio, what do you consider would, high intensity? Um, so like what I would rec- like steady state would probably be easier for me to define. So a steady state would be anything where your heart rate isn't like you're you're going at a pace to where you could have a conversation, but you're just teetering yeah. on the edge of being like, okay, Breathing. hold on, I gotta breathe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so you're like talking, you're going. <gasps> so anyway, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, because you don't want to like for me that's where you can kind of start to see negative results like muscle mm-hmm. you know when in your muscles mm-hmm. um but doing doing steady state is not or te- steady state cardio is not bad and high intensity is not bad either but just so that you don't see negative results i usually limit like high intensity to like three days if you do high intensity yeah but some people like high intensity because it's quick it's fast and like you burn a lot of calories Would you say running's high intensity depends on what your pacing is like mm-hmm. if you're sprinting for sure but jogging depending on where your cardiovascular yeah. system's at like jogging like for me and probably for you for sure at this point would be considered steady state yeah you could jog and still kind of talk to people yeah. i don't like doing that no yeah me don't either. talk yeah. to me yeah people would say can i come run with you it's like dude i that's my that's I'm my zone, zone. Man. yeah uh, you and i'm gonna try to keep you're gonna keep up with you and mm-hmm. i have a pace and yeah exactly it's, yeah it's weird it is it is weird but and you know that's the thing too is it's like you know there's so many different things and i think that's too it's like progressive overload like you didn't people think too you have to start running start mm-hmm. walking no and you didn't yeah. yeah you every time you did a little bit more yeah. that app actually mm-hmm. i mean it i forget how many weeks it is in fact i just thought i'm gonna go back in because now there's a uh 5k to 10k mm, that they've added yeah it it's a lot of walking and then yeah. intermediate running right you may run for 30 seconds mm-hmm. and yeah it, and it's not you don't have to sprint it's not a marathon yeah. it's a 
it's a distance running. Exactly. And I, I did not get to, I've only ran five miles once Mm -hmm. and it was on my birthday. Yeah. Uh, I think I was turning 45. Yeah. And I thought I ain't never doing that again. Yeah, dude. It took not that much time. Yeah. Cause I'm not a, to me, it wasn't about the, how fast I got it done. It was, I got the, I got it done. I got Mm -hmm. the five miles done. Yeah. But, um, no, it wasn't about, it, it, it just worked for me and it wasn't about the time. It was about just consistently, how am I feeling when I'm doing it? How, and how's my heart rate? You know, it's my zone. I do a yeah. lot of thinking and mm-hmm. meditating and right. a lot of wisdom downloading. Exactly. And then I realized I like the pounding. Yeah. I like the, of course I have, I change, I get new shoes quite a bit. Yeah. And it's the, where I hear very clearly yeah i get a lot of clarity of mind and that probably to me was the most addictive yeah well people don't talk about the talk about that either but there's plenty of studies that show that obviously people say like they just feel really good mm-hmm. there's a lot of serotonin release whenever you get mm-hmm. done with a workout mm-hmm. um well there's a when you and it's that breathing yeah it's that it's very like intentional breathing. right yeah. and yeah. it gets oxygen it flushes your system it does it yeah. gets oxygen from your diaphragm mm-hmm. to the to your brain it's almost like a meditational breathing it is yeah it is and they you know like i even have a client who who is actually the opposite so i'm having her gain weight because she had um she had some problems where she was too small Mm -hmm. to where it was like affecting her medically too Mm -hmm. um and you know she she's really funny because she talks like when we first started i remember she was very like I always am like whenever they're kind of nervous to try something like listen do you believe in yourself mm. and almost every time they're like no, no I'm like well yeah. I do yeah so you know and I'm not gonna yeah. let you fail that's the one thing about working out too is I got to where I thought no I can do this yeah and that's what yeah exactly I like can, I trust mm-hmm. my body right I trust my strength and then I like we were working out today and um, we were doing leg curls and I had it on 40 pounds mm-hmm. and I was straining and something inside just said drop it to 30 yeah because i you just learn you to, to your body. listen to your body. Right. It knows what's what, and mm-hmm. it it keeps score. Yeah, it's, it's going to warn you. you. It's, yeah, that's it's right. It's going to warn you. Yeah. And I thought I am here to prove nothing to nobody. Exactly. Yeah. And she, you know, and now I I kind of give her a hard time because it's only been a couple months, but now I'm like, you believe in yourself? She's like, I got it. You know. Isn't that and I'm like, and I love it, yeah. man. There's nothing. There's it's so fulfilling because mm-hmm. she's strong. Mm-hmm. She's gaining weight. She'll, and you know she's she transitioning right and know. she's told me too she like she's like my biggest cheerleader outside of um your mom outside and of the gym yeah exactly because yeah. <laughs> she'll go around and she'll text me be like hey this friend wants to come try you know and i always offer to people anybody listening by the way if you want to try a free session feel free and then we can you know Take if you it like there. it we'll go from there but i always offer the first session for free so yeah. people can feel it out so she'll invite a bunch of people because also my clients they have a deal where mm-hmm. if you're my client and you get somebody to sign up for three sessions That's you get a free session yeah yeah there's no no cap yeah. to that right yeah. so she'll do that and um and it's really funny you know and and just like she what she tells people she's like listen she's like i go to work out but half the time you know he keeps count and just says you know and just yes. listens to me and she's like i just exhale every ounce of stress or whatever it's yep. going on in my head yep. while i'm working out and she's like i leave feeling so good it's you know? amazing because you're gonna find in helping people transition it's the same like i do therapy mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's i don't know what your word's gonna be yeah, gym, I don't know. it's gonna I'll be gym therapy yeah. but you're gonna find people start talking to you emotionally and open up and mm-hmm. things are gonna start coming out and and healing and so that i for me so running and then when i started doing yoga and body flow it put me more in that meditative state so when i did not meditative state but just that quietness yeah i I learned the balance strength training Mm -hmm. and 
so when I started doing when I get back in the salon, I'm clear headed. Right. And people are gonna start talking to you about yeah. all their internal. I know they do and, and stuff. <laughs> it's sometimes it's a lot because I'm like, okay, you know. But that's the thing I, I think probably that has been the most rewarding for me too, like that I talk that I've I've talked about even with my clients. I'm like, guys, listen, because they'll have a bad day where they're like, mm-hmm. you know, they thought they could do something or they feel extra tired. I'm like, listen, guys, there's so many things that can affect that. But look at where you were a month ago. Yeah. You know, they're like, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't lose any weight this week. I'm like, yeah, but you've lost seven pounds in one yeah. month. Yeah. So yeah. that's yeah. a positive. You have to look at the net positive. You know, I even tell people like there are some people where weighing every day helps. And for me, that worked. But what I recommend. I, I is, did. Yeah. And, and that can be good. But what I usually recommend is like, look at your net calories mm-hmm. over a week weigh every Sunday yeah. because there's going to be days where it goes really high, but your body's naturally going to, you know, if you listen to your body and you do intuitive eating, for yep. example, which kind of sounds similar to yep, like what you what did. I did. Mm-hmm. Naturally, your body's probably going to eat a little bit less the next day. Mm-hmm. So you look at like your net calories through the week, you're going to be lower. Mm-hmm. And you know, other people don't think about this too. The more that you eat healthy, if you have a cheat meal, you're fine. You know, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you're like, your glucose levels are going to spike, mm-hmm. which means your weight, like you could have, like a cheat meal and only be 500 calories over maintenance, mm-hmm. which isn't going to have you gain weight, especially right. if you're exercising. You're just going to shock your system. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I've done that before and seen like three pounds out of the next mm-hmm. day. And then by the end of the night, it's back down to like a pound under what I was right. yesterday. Right. And people, because people just get locked into this and, and people are so, it's such a nervous thing. You know, they don't mm-hmm. want to change um, or, or mess it up or be bad at it. Right. And so they lose this weight and then they see like we'd go up. Like for me, I have a heart, like right now I'm eating maintenance calories because mm-hmm. I want to build strength and build mm-hmm. muscle. And every time that I don't see the scale go down, a part of me is afraid that I'm like one, you know, piece of pizza away from being 300 pounds. Right. <laughs> I've battled that. Yeah. And I've it's scary. That, yeah. But then I also have to like, understand. I'm not that person anymore. No. And mm-hmm. if you hold on to the past, like, right. you know, it's the same thing. You got to take it day to day. And if, as long as you wake up and say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to win today right. and do that every day. And also I've noticed this in my workouts too. It just happened the other day. It de- my attitude mm-hmm. plays a big difference in how I work out. Yeah. I mean, I was doing really good and I was actually doing yoga and I was doing balance and I, my mind was clear. I was thinking on, you know, things of life, future God. And then this one thought came in and I com- it completely knocked me off. Yeah. And I could not get it back. It put it put me in a very negative space. And I thought, okay, I, I actually had to stop, mm-hmm. get my thoughts put back together and get right back into it. Yeah. So a lot of times it depends on people's day. Right. How because your body's gonna hang on to comfort mm-hmm. if it's feeling, you know, like it's uncomfortable. Been uncomfortable. Insecure. Yeah. Right. So so what would you say? So what would you say to somebody who has heard this podcast? They want to start their weight loss journey. They're scared. Um, they don't know what to do. Um, what would you say to what would you say to who what would you okay, let's do this. If you were to go back and tell the Gabe, yeah, you know, let's just say five years ago, mm-hmm. anything who was in your shoes. So this Gabe, this Gabe in front of me now, yeah. go back and tell his I don't know, pick an age. Eighteen year old self. Eighteen's where it started getting really like it started. Okay. Yeah. What would you tell him? Um, <laughs> a lot of things, but probably, you know, when it, when it comes to this, I would say mainly, you know, the biggest thing is like understanding that you're not losing a lot by not eating what you want yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're um, not depriving yourself. Yeah. And, and thinking that you can 
cover up different insecurities or different, you know, you make small decisions like that because there's a bigger drive inside mm-hmm. you that you don't know how to fulfill. Mm-hmm. So it's like, stop trying to, um, you know, it's a microwave society and that's how I was. Like, mm-hmm. I just wanted to get it quick. Mm-hmm. And so I would say to myself, like, stop and, you know, have this conversation with yourself. Like, what what do you want to be? Right. And do you want to be like, you know, be okay with who you are. Mm-hmm. And if you go into wanting to lose weight because, you know, you, you start work, like if you start working out because you want to continue to eat kind of bad or because you mm-hmm. want to lose weight, you have to want to work out and you want to have to make these change, mm-hmm. changes because you want to be better and have a happier, right. healthier life. Right. Um, cause people can still be happy, right. but we want to be healthy. Right. And, and you know, I'm not going to make the art. I don't think anybody would argue that having a healthier life wouldn't naturally equate to being happier. Right. And I think know? we all, you, you, you've done it. I did it. We all hit that point where mm-hmm. it's like the switch flipped. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is no longer a novelty. Mm-hmm. This is a life changing decision. Yeah, exactly. And so somewhere, I think somewhere in your life, you're going to hit that. Right. Yeah. It's inevitable. It's just about, you know, and it's never, I would say too, it's never too late. Right. You know, I have clients that have come in that are 60 plus Mm -hmm. and they're just like, I just want to be healthy. And I'm like, okay, let's let's do do it. it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So how can, (laughs) if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Um, you can contact me, uh, a bunch of different ways. Phone number is 405-615-1654. Please don't abuse that. Um, (laughs) email is Gabe tgriffin at gmail.com or my Instagram is gabegriffin.wave and the wave is not with an E so uh. dot W-A-V that's a little music joke but yeah. Yeah. and then look you up on Spotify yeah exactly talk me up on Spotify you can't contact me there but you can sure hear me right. I love you I love you I'm so proud of you I'm so proud of you and thank, thank you, you for being here <laughs> and I hope you got something out of this podcast today and I'm sure you did and if you want to listen to this podcast and any others go to Stream Grace Network and thank you for coming and we'll see you soon love ya bye